Hey. What's going on, brother? Going pretty good. How's the Saturday going? Going good, man. Going good so far. Um, we got out as a family today. Um, you know, I normally make my my uh, regular trip to Lowe's. Yeah. And um, you know, I guess I had to get a you know toilet seat down in the basement is broken, and had to get some new light light bulbs. And um, at least this time they don't have they didn't have the. Uh, uh, like you don't need to stand out in line, right? It was just you can just kind of oh. come and go. Before a couple of weeks ago, you you literally had to stand out in line and yeah, wait to get in the store. COVID thing. I'm just would like for it to go back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna actually have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, just, I think um, I think some businesses aren't going to be able to recover, and I yeah. just think people are. You know, we we live in a in a time and age where fear is um, it runs a lot of people's lives. And yeah. even even if you say you're not really scared of anything, you have to be smart because like we don't know if we're getting true information about mm -hmm. the cases. I mean, it's just so many things that lead to a person lead to the uncertainty that not really I don't wanna I, I don't think it's smart to risk it. You know what I mean? Like just go out here yeah. and be in, in everybody's face and Nah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm still trying to just get used to. It's like now since it's warming up, mm -hmm. walking outside with a mask on is not that favorable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, I just like I'm just trying to make the best of it. So after we went to Lowe's, we went over to um, went to IHOP and. You know, order some curbside, and we just kind of turn out, and then um, trying to teach Justin, the young, my younger son, how to drive. So, took him on a on a practice. Oh yeah, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> practice and driving. So he's um, my wife was like, "Nah, I can't sit in the car. I got to get out." <laughs> 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 do it. But my wife, Tisha, she's real scary boy. So she she did that with Jalen too, like. When he first started practicing, he's like, no, nah, I can't do it. Like, I was like, no, nah, it's all right. So, you know, I was trying to explain to her, like, you got to you gotta show confidence in them so they can be confident in themselves, you know? So, like, I, I always sit in the front and be like, just do it, you know, just drive. And I try to be as calm as possible because I know, I remember trying to learn how to drive and my mother used to, like, just freak me out, man. Yeah, I remember being in the car with my dad. Mm -hmm. And I was good until he opened his right. mouth. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I see the lines. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right, I ain't blind. <laughs> hey, man. I'm like, I know. Don't hit anything. Right, exactly. And that's that's. And so I'm I'm trying to do that. Remembering those experiences, trying to do that with them, and just like I think you know, if we if we show confidence in them 
they're able to feel confident. Cause like my oldest son, he was like, he's real nervous about driving us because he don't want to, he loves us and he don't want to, you know, cause us any harm or anything. And it's like, that's a natural feeling, but you, yeah. we, we trust you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We trust you, you know? So yeah, man. But, um, yeah, it's a beautiful day and, and trying to make it positive. And so my, my um teacher, she actually went out to um her aunt is turning seventy-five, I think, today. So they're gonna do a drive by and stuff. She live out close to Baltimore, so they, they just her and her mother just went out for a ride and I was like, ah, I'm gonna just chill. So well, that's a blessing though, to make it yeah. Seven yeah, definitely a blessing. Yeah, so yeah, they they and that's not hard not to like you see such a beautiful day, mm-hmm. it's like I got just got to right, came around. Right, right. That's how I felt like last weekend. Because last weekend I was like, man, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I think that's also a part like what you like what you're saying. Trying to get back to normal is like when we retain some of the things that we're used to doing. I think that helps as well. You know. You know, doing the things that you know, like on a like like you said, when it's so beautiful outside, you just want to get out. And once you get out there, you you actually see what's actually going on. And then, like I think last week, I just drove around for like maybe an hour or so, you know, hour hour and a half, just you know, just just to get out, you know, because that's typically yeah. what I would do. You know, I would go get my car washed or go visit friends or you know, you know, go to the store or whatever. And so. Um, just those those um habits mm-hmm. some of those you know uh, yeah that so we have um let's go to the lord in prayer and then we got a great chapter yeah matthew 13 is full of a lot of meat yeah, yeah. A lot. this is uh i think we're i'm calling this the it's playing with the name but you know it's definitely full of parables but um they're they're parables of prophecy, and so I, yeah. I um I I think that was what I was gonna name this one, but um let's go to the Lord in prayer and just and chop it up. Welcome to the Walking with Jesus podcast, a podcast that allows followers of Christ to experience Jesus in a new way with Evan and Malcolm. Two regular guys walking with Jesus. Each week, we, while we converse and reason about the things of the Bible and in our lives, we believe that Jesus will draw near and walk with us just like he did in Luke 24, verse 15. Now here's your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, with an opening prayer. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for a beautiful day. Thank you for continuing yeah. to keep us in light of all that's going on in the world, dear Lord. We know that you continue to sit on the throne, dear Father, just because you've given us a day like this. And just because we know that you continue to cover us with your faithfulness, with your favor and your love, dear Lord. Lord, we just ask that you have your way during this time. As we read your word and come into your presence, we pray that, Father, that your Holy Spirit reaches out to the hearts of those listening. Soften their hearts, dear Lord. Help them to see the truth in what we're discussing and reasoning over, dear Lord. We pray also for Brother Evan 
Pray that you continue to fill him with the Holy Spirit, continue to shape him in the man, into the man that you want him to be. Continue to speak through him, dear Father, to my heart and to those that are listening on the podcast. And Lord, we ask that you just continue to have your way. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, this Matthew 13 is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Same thing last weekend, and that was like I, I started on 13, but then I went back to the last couple of verses in 12. Mm. And that gave me even more of a feel as far as like what Jesus was doing mm-hmm. when he was. And I was like, wow. Like, I really. If I, I see why he did what he did, I felt like it was like a, a, a even more like we agree, like last weekend, he was really trying to get them to repent. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt same things like Jesus was like, OK, you didn't repent now. OK, let me let me take a step back. Yeah. And try and get you to look a little deeper at what I'm doing mm-hmm. so you can really grab hold to it and and and. And have a lifestyle of repentance and see who I am. Yeah, he, it's almost like he came at him from a different angle. Yeah, yeah. And it's like he, he's like, yeah, I'm not necessarily getting it. So let me, let me, let me shift a little bit, and maybe y'all get it that way. But um, so I guess the the first thing he he drops on him is the parable of the sower, which is such mm-hmm. a such a good parable and. You know, a lot of times when you read these things over and over and over again, it's challenging to to kind of see it from Jesus' point of view. So I, I, I like what you just said. It's about kind of when you look at the previous chapter, the end of it, you kind of get, get into the mindset, okay, what was Jesus really trying to do? Because a lot of times, I know at least for me, you read this stuff over and over and, and you've already had a revelation about it before. Mm-hmm. And so you read it again, and, and it's easy to be like, "Yeah, I know what this is about already," and kind of, kind yeah. of blow through it. But um, in this this time, I, I got a new revelation. But before I get into what I saw, what were what were some of the things you you saw uh, about this first one, the, these, these different type of soils, and and what he was saying here? Did you get something new? I felt like like I tried to put myself like so. It was well, I put myself in a position like, what if I'm there, right? And I'm hearing this, and I'm hearing the parable, but I'm not one of the disciples. Mm. I'm 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 of the crowd. Okay, in the multitude. Yeah. Would I be lost with just that parable? Like because we get the backdrop of it from them asking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as I was sitting there going over it, I was like, man, I really think if I'm hearing this, I think I will actually be lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would be lost. I'm like, yeah, like I would really, I'm, I'll be looking at Jesus like, okay, you just got done healing the man's withered hand. You just got done calling out these Pharisees, and now you say this about some soil. Mm-hmm. I would really, what I got last night, I was like, you know, it's, it's an opportunity. Because mm-hmm. I, cause I, stayed, I stayed in that prefix of verse 3 and eight for a hot little minute before I went on down to, to just go back and reread the um 
his explanation on the parable. Right, 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 right. I stayed on that for a hot little minute because I was like, you know, there are two choices here. There's the choice to, if I'm up that crowd, there's the choice to dig in deeper with the Lord. And since he's such a high multitude of people, my chances of running up to him and actually getting an explanation would be kind right. of slim. But I would still have the opportunity to pray. Mm-hmm. Or the other um, the other side would be to be caught in the wind with all the distractions. Because if it's a big crowd, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some, po- some folk in the crowd that I probably may know. Mm-hmm. over there. Jamal may be over there. I mean, somebody I know, and that may be a distraction from actually wanting me to connect, even though I'm lost. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm like, this is like when I'm looking at the parable, and I'm like, at first glance, it seems so plain and simple, but at the same time, I'm like, this, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get it. I don't think I would have been able to get it without him actually explaining right. it to me. And I think that's how it is with a lot of things with God. It takes for him to break it down just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Really understanding the meaning, which brings about intimacy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was hanging on last night. I was like, because I was trying to like, like what you said, it's like, read it so many times. It's easy to forsake mm-hmm. what's actually there. And so last night, I was like, let me just take my time with this, and I just want the Holy Spirit to just take over. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I, I look at it like from, there's another angle, I also look at it like each soil is a certain area of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I may not be that actual person, person, but in certain segments of my life, that could be true that like God is speaking to me. Like, for example, um, like last weekend, uh, um, I was talking about my language mm-hmm. and what I was listening to. There were plenty of times that I was the soil that in that area of my life that God was speaking to me and it was just getting thrown to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting thrown to the wayside. And it was mainly because I didn't comprehend what God was really trying to get me to understand. Yeah. yeah. Since I didn't understand it, I didn't see it as valuable. Mm-hmm. So it was like it's getting just getting tossed to the wayside. That's good, man. That's good. I, I had a similar revelation to this, it, but but I guess I I, re- I didn't look at it as these are areas of my life that represent or the soil is the soil is representing areas of my life what i what i saw was this is a warning Mm -hmm. when we do get a word what could happen yeah i mean that that, this was the first time that i read this that i like i i I read it as a warning not as a teaching Mm -hmm. i mean like in the past i've read it and it's like yeah this is and I'm like, I'm, I'm really understanding in the illustrations. And, but this time it's like, all right, you're, you're growing and you're, you're trying to draw closer to me, but this is, you gotta be careful, right? You gotta be careful. Cause even though we're, um, we're walking with Jesus and trying to be closer to him, this still can happen to us. We're not, you know, 
just because we've been walking with Jesus for a while doesn't mean we still can't get the word still can't get choked, you know, from us. It, mm. it, it, it's, it doesn't mean we, we don't have thorny places in our life and stony places in our lives. It just means that we are, to, it's, it's almost just a reminder, right? It's a reminder yeah. that we still have these areas in my life, in our lives that if we're not careful, this word that we just like we're saying, like you can read over this and it just be taken from you. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and it was just a, it was just a reminder, just hammered home that no, every time you read the word, every time you get a word, you need to really, like you said, take your time with it. Like really let it get planted within you as opposed to, you know, getting running and going to do jump, jump and do something else. Um, or letting other things, letting it not get sunk down into your holy, into your spirit, so that when the the opportunity uh, comes up, where it can bring it back to your remembrance, it, it, it was just yeah. a it was just a great reminder, man, and a great warning. Yeah, that's awesome. A great warning to me. So, um, it's awesome. What you said because it is. Uh, it is. It it's a, it can be taken, mm-hmm. right? It's like just having. You understand it. One, you can understand mm-hmm. it today, or what about right. tomorrow? And it shows really it's a yeah. gift. Have the understanding of God's word is truly a gift mm-hmm. from God. Mm-hmm. What I like, I see that with Jesus when he follows back up with the disciples when he mm-hmm. answers them. Mm-hmm. When he says um, in verse eleven, "To you granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not yeah. been granted." That also like puts the slide back, you know, like a certain, you know, I've seen some people like to toot their own horn for how much scripture yeah, they know. If they're better than the next person, mm-hmm. but if they have the, the proper understanding, it has nothing to do with self. It has everything to do with yeah. God. God is, I want you to understand it. I'll let you understand it. If I see you are trying to grow, grow near to me, I'm going to open your eyes in your mind so you can receive spiritual yeah. truth. And that really takes a blow at uh, mm-hmm. pride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up because that is the crux of what I really got. Out of this entire chapter, the, 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 the biggest yeah. takeaway was um, God's grace. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I took away from this. His, his, in his infinite grace, God gives us parables. Because parables, what I, what I found out in reading and just kind of stepping back, reading it and stepping back from the entire chapter is if you're looking for truth, it's in there. But, but, yeah. but if you're not really seeking truth right now, it doesn't make your heart harden, right? Like go back to um, the, the Pharaoh and the children of Israel trying to, he trying to get them out of Egypt. God actually hardened his heart when mm-hmm. he like he it, so think about it like this if Jesus had preached to them and, and convicted them that would have hardened the ones who rejected Jesus they would have their hearts would have been hardened right and yeah. so just like with the Pharaoh when 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 God started telling them Moses started telling them what was going to happen it actually hardened his heart yeah, that's so true. You know what I that's mean? So, so true. In, in, in God's infinite and overwhelming grace in, in, through Jesus, 
he gave them parables for those that are seeking truth it's clear you can you can find truth right you can like you said you can go to him or go to the synagogue and continue to study the word and you can draw closer to him but if you if you rejected him or if you weren't seeking truth at that time you were left right there right you were left yeah. right there so maybe just like reggie talks about sometimes you know who knows if the next person they see drop a seed on them and that allows the holy spirit to work yeah. you know what i mean yeah so the, so the yeah. parable doesn't for for those that are seeking truth it reveals it to them for those that it conceals <laughs> truth to those that aren't really looking for it but it doesn't harden their heart where they're like oh you know like like they, they want to come after Jesus. They they just leave their heart yeah. the way it was. It's a mystery to them. That's so good. That's so good. Because that's what I was getting uh, when I look back at chapter mm-hmm. 12. Because that was, that, was that was the chapter when he calls them out yeah. and tells them that the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is an unforgivable <laughs> yeah. sin. Unforgivable yeah. sin. And it's like now he's like, okay. I mean, it's still, and that's what I found so interesting. It, Chapter 13 opens up by saying the yeah, same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's in there. I, I felt like that, okay, that's mm-hmm. in there for a reason. And so I looked at it as being more of a like a mm-hmm. conjunction mm-hmm. rather than like any separation. Right, right. And what I thought was like the same thing what you're saying. Jesus was literally giving them the opportunity. It was it's his grace, mm-hmm. his mercy. Mm-hmm. And because if he was go it was to continue. Dropping those right, bombs right. on them like that, they would have been like, "Okay, exactly. I reject, I reject, out. I'm done." Right. Right. I'm, yeah, but instead, he's like, "If I'm a Pharisee and I hear him talking about the parable of the uh, of the, uh, of the mm-hmm. seed in the soil, I would have been like, hmm, right. let me think about this." And I'm pretty sure, like uh, you said, somebody else come up later on, plant something, break it down a little bit better, and I would be probably able to mm-hmm. see myself, mm-hmm. like, okay. Right. talking about me right. here. Right. It's time for me to get right then. Mm-hmm. And that, that's uh, it's awesome how the Lord is in that regard. He's like, okay, you don't want it like that? Okay, I'm going to step back, still give you the opportunity because I want yeah. an intimate relationship yeah. with you. But since you ain't ready, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm chill back for a little bit and just wait for you to come on over. And, and, and that is yeah, awesome. Even if you got those people that not a Pharisee, but like like the multitude, like you're not a disciple just yet. You're still trying to fill the things out. It, this parable, like you said, it, you have a choice. You you have a choice to go closer or to step away. But you also have the choice to kind of just stay where you at. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like <laughs> I'm not really like you kind of indifferent at the time. You know what I mean? Like I'm not mm-hmm. like, you know, some people um, don't like when pastor is preaching about, you know, you know, um, the 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 rough side, right? He he, like sometimes sometimes his sermons are very uplifting, but other ones are like not so uplifting. Yeah, Country. they really touching some people. Yeah, they like that, right? But uh, it's just like this, like somebody's because I've read this before about how oh when when pastor talks about homosexuality and his position on it, so he gets letters. Right, and people, yeah, yeah, people, people get upset. People get upset, and people leave the church, right? But they love mm-hmm. him when he's talking about yes, you, you know, 
you know, God is all seeing them. He, he's going to lift you up. You can do all things through Christ. You strength, like those uplifting sort of messages. But when he convicts you about the way you're living and it's an abomination, your heart gets hardened. Yeah. Whereas with these parables, he, he leaves you right there. It's, it, it puts it puts the yeah. ball solely in your court. You can come to me, you can go away from me, or you can stay right there. But it's all on you mm-hmm. because I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Walking with Jesus podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. It's a powerful technique. It is. It's, it's a really powerful technique yeah. that I like I didn't realize that until this time. I'm you know reading this for the I don't know how many mm-hmm. times, but it just it, you know, <laughs> it just hit me that man. He's he's not really that's what I love, I love about God's yeah. word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love about God's you can read it over and over and over again. The Holy Spirit will give you something new at at the right, right. season. At the right season, right. at the right time. Because right. like last night, I'm reading this, and I'm like, I've, I've seen, I never took the approach of looking at it that way. Because I've always looked at, okay, I, I've read 13 before, read how, it, like, the conjunction of the parable and, and Luke mm-hmm. as well. So it's like, okay, I got some standing here. But then last night, I was like, let me just take the approach as if I'm part of the crowd. Like, I don't get it. And then as I read, I'm like, okay, I wouldn't get it. And then what got me was when the disciples asked them, they, the word that stood out to me was them in chapter, I'm sorry, in verse 10. Why do you speak to them in parables? They didn't say, why are you not speaking Mm -hmm. in parables? They said, why do you not speak Mm -hmm. to them? And I found that, I found that to be pretty interesting because I was like, wow. So it's like just the closer you are to God, if I'm a disciple, I'm looking at it like, okay, I know you're gonna break mm-hmm. this down to me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's a certain level of confidence you can have with God the closer you are with. Kind of like what we went over with yeah. um, Elijah, where his mm-hmm. confidence was um, with going mm-hmm. up to Mount Carmel. He had that confidence that God was gonna answer him when he went to go pray. Um, went to go pray, and right, the fire right, came right. down from heaven. It's like there was serious yeah. confidence there. And it's like how I see it with the disciples. It's not like it's cockiness with them. It's more like, I know for a fact that you, you're not going to yeah. consider yeah. this from us. You're going to break this down to us. So why, why, why now are you speaking differently from how you would speak to us, to them now? It's like they notice the difference. They notice the stark difference. Like, why are you speaking differently now than, than, than how it was with right. us as a whole? And I just love that Jesus, like, when he comes out and he responds back to them, there's another part that also jumped out to me was 
which I got before, but I, I love how it's playing out in my life, and I see it also mm-hmm. playing out in your life. When he comes out and he says, for whoever has more, yeah. more shall be given. Yeah. Like, the more you do something with what, God's, mm-hmm. what God has told you, when you start to implement um, the word of God throughout your life, he gives you more of it. There's more wisdom, more increasement of wisdom. And that in and of itself is a blessing. Absolutely. Money cannot Absolutely. buy. And, and that, I believe, that is where, because, you know, as you talk about Jesus saying, or the disciples saying, when you, why do you speak to them? I believe they have a level of comfort with him. And, and as well yes. as confidence that my intimate time with you, you're going to break all of it down or because he, he's done it. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's already broken things down for them. Like, like, like no one yeah. else. And so that's why that question comes up. I'm like, hold up. Why, why do you talk? Why are you talking to them a little differently than you talking to us? Right. Yeah. And, and, and that that part there for whoever has to him more will be given and he will have abundance but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him that to me also just it's just a, it confirms the need to have a close relationship with Jesus like a close one mm-hmm. a close one because the more you're around him the more he gives to you Right, the yeah. more just his his abundance, just the more his nature rubs off on you, and the more you become like him. Yeah, I like how Reggie put it in the class. You want to become right. just like the that's rabbi. Right. That the whole objective is to become just mm-hmm. like the rabbi, and, and Jesus is that rabbi. He's the rabbi that that's you right. want to become, and it's like by hanging out with him, you want more of mm-hmm. him to rub mm-hmm. off on you. And it's, it's just awesome to see that he's, he's literally saying, uh, I look at it, this is like how they say there's a lot of promises in the Bible. That's right. I think it's one of them. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. I mean, it's literally telling you, whoever has more, That's more right. shall be given to him. And he and he will have abundance. Whoever has, does, does not have, mm-hmm. that will be taken from him. That's, that's, that's a promise. And I, I, like I, literally, I remember there was a time in my life where I would mm-hmm. pick up the word and it looked like a foreign mm-hmm. language to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I read and I'm like, okay, this isn't making sense. So I would, I, I would find myself just going. I would start with where I was at, basically. So I would go to a place in the Bible that mm-hmm. I could understand. Mm-hmm. And as I could, whatever I could understand, whether it be in Proverbs, wherever, wherever I can get it at, I'm, I'm talking right. to God about it. And then He's giving me more revelation. And then the next thing I know, because the, the Bible that I had was just the KJ, King James version. Now. Thou dost shall not stop all that. <laughs> this can sound like for, for, for like a teenager. Yeah, for a teenager, that's like that's, that's foreign language. Yeah. And I remember getting in, getting in with my Bible, and it just started just clicking. It started making sense, and I knew that wasn't me. It was yeah. the Holy Spirit. And I sit back and look at it. I look at this verse and I'm like, I see that playing out. I see it playing out in my life. Like now I get it. There's certain things, but I'm looking at it like even now like with the parables, like I, I get it and understand from the position of what, when I look at myself, okay, what type of soul am I? 
And then also looking at it from a different perspective. Okay, do I, is there, is there a part of my life or was there a part of my life where, where a segment of it resembled this type mm-hmm. of soil? Mm-hmm. And it's like that just comes from just the Holy Spirit just still working and showing what it's like you get more revelation from God and God's like, mm-hmm. okay, I see how you handle it. It's kind of like a, like a basketball or football team, right? You you see the person, they know how to handle the rock. And you're like, okay, you know how to handle that thing. Okay, okay, right. baby, you're going to put it back in your hand then. That's how I feel like how the Lord is. Like, okay, I see I see that you know how to handle something that's such mm. valuable, my mm. word. So I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to give you more. And when I see you mature with that that I gave you, I'm going to give you some more. It's often because he's not saying I'm going to take it from you. The more you, the more you get it. The more, the more you're doing something with it, I'm gonna take more. I'm gonna scan some off the top. And the Lord is saying, no, I'm gonna give you more and more and more. You continue to do it right with it. I, I just right. keep, I as keep much as you can handle. I'm gonna give it to you. Man, man, that, yeah. that's that's that. Oh, that is so powerful because that that's kind of what I took out of the 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 next parable, which is the parable of the wheat and the tares. It it it's like. God is telling, like, we have to show ourselves as a result. Like, he gives us his word. And the, the tares yeah. are the, the sons of the sons of the devil, the demons. We have to grow up with them. And if mm-hmm. we're able to use his word, like you said, use his word to, to, to produce fruit while still growing up with these, these tares or these demons and these attacks, we grow in experience. We grow in confidence. And God sees that he can give us yes. more. We, we, mm. we gain strength. Yes. We gain confidence. We gain, gain from the experience. And that's why, I mean, it, it makes sense the way you put it. And just the way I've read that, that the wheat and tares, like we have to go through that. We have to go yeah. through that so we can show God that, hey, we can handle your word. We can take on more. We can produce mm-hmm. more fruit. But if, if 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 think about it, if we didn't have this resistance, how can we train? How can we get better? How can we get strong? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it you really, can. really to me, it confirms what we've been talking about, the Holy Spirit, right? It's the role of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. like like if we didn't have the Holy Spirit working in us, we couldn't fight against the terrorists. We couldn't fight against the demonic attacks. We couldn't fight against these evil, the evil's resistance that we have. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Because with the tears, it's like that order with um that going back to that same parable with the with the uh with the seed on verse twenty one. How, how does he put it? He's like, um, yeah, he has no root in himself, yeah, but endures only for a while. Yeah. When tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. That's 21. Mm-hmm. And, and that is so true. How can we fight? It's, that's the thing. This life and this walk with Jesus, we're walking, the environment that we're walking in yeah. is a yeah. battlefield. Mm-hmm. It's a battlefield, and 
soldiers cannot be mm. easily offended. We we be soldiers. I mean, if we easily offended, then we're weak. Mm-hmm. We're no good. We're no good. Everything everything will stumble on. And on the battlefield, when I think of battlefield, I think of um, landmines. You can't see them. And you really don't know you uh, arrived on when it's too mm-hmm. step on it. It's too late. And you have uh, other other soldiers mm-hmm. hiding um, on the enemy Double side, agents, blending in with agents. the train. <laughs> yeah, secret agents, espionage, and all that going on. It's 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 good to know to have the proper perspective on what type of environment we are really in. We shouldn't wait. We shouldn't wait till the battle arrives. Because sometimes on the yeah. battlefield, there are moments of peace. What seems like moments of peace because there's no gunfire or nothing like that going on as you're walking. But then, like how it was, what was that movie? Forrest Gump, when it was in Vietnam or Vietnam. <laughs> and they were walking around, it was just raining, 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 raining. And nothing, nothing's occurring. No guns, no gunshots or anything like that occurring. And I feel like sometimes it's so easy to be walking with Jesus and to just be looking for the comfort. Yeah. Instead of looking for the assignment yeah. to what God yeah. places us to have. And I like what you said. How can we be the children that God wants us to be amongst these tears if we're not going to allow the Holy Spirit to take control? We're not going to yield to the Holy Spirit. We're not trying to sit back and get a deeper understanding of what the Lord is actually saying through his word. That We're setting ourselves up. To yeah. be to be ambushed, right? To be inside, being ambushed, and, and I, I feel like there's there's this, and I and I don't want to throw prosperity preachers under the bus or anything, but I just feel like there's this, in general, Christians mm-hmm. believe that there isn't a battle. You know what I mean? Like there there isn't, and and yeah. like I, I I love that point, right? there's going to be times of quietness within this battle. There's going to be times of prosperity. There's going to be times where we just going to get our butt kicked, but, but it's all yeah. within the yeah. battle, right? It's all within the battle. And I wrote, I took a note here that, you know, we have to go through these experiences. And you remember we talked about like, um, um, it was a, I forget what the situation was about, but you and I both were agreeing that like you have to have a personal experience with with Jesus. Maybe it was a transformation in your life or something that you know that He did in your life in you as a person for you to be like, you know what, I'm not going back that way. And I think that mm-hmm. that's the piece that I think a lot of people, if you. If you don't have a personal experience with him, you, you're not going. You're not going willing to. You're not willing to go into battle for him, and, and yeah, you won't even recognize true. the battle. Yeah, you won't. You'll be blind to it. Won't like it won't make any sense, sense to you. You just think it's sense. bad luck or something not not going right, or 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 mm-hmm. you know, it might be a prosper. It might be a thing of prosperity where you're like, yeah, I worked hard for this. Not understanding that you had to, like, there was a spiritual battle going on bef- before your eyes, and you didn't even recognize it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, this is good. That's why I like. Um, like I, I've read the parables of the wheat and the tares before, 
a lot of times. Like, and I always got from it, like, wow, how God, mm. his patience. Mm-hmm. But I also looked at it from a perspective, like, so it was a while ago, I, I read the commentary. I'm not sure if it was on this particular um, chapter with the parable of the wheat and the tears. I think it was probably the one in Luke. And a, the, the commentary, I think it was John MacArthur, I believe it was. I've never looked at it from the perspective when I seen it from, from the commentary, from the perspective that God was actually saying in the parable that he was protecting, kind of put it like he was protecting, he was also protecting us because we look like the tears. Mm-hmm. And then so last night when I'm sitting there reading, that popped up in my mind. I was like, you know, a uh, 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 infant Christian mm-hmm. or immature Christian looks mm-hmm. just like a sinner. Mm-hmm. They may have the same behavior patterns. Same heart. Like they, they can heart. be like, okay, uh, yeah. 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 Same heart. It's just that, and I think going back to what Reggie said before in, in um, the week before last class, when he was saying that just knowing where somebody is at spiritually, to be able to come alongside them and and be able to be befriend them mm-hmm. in this walk with Christ, and which which is sad that the universal church doesn't really take that approach. But like what we covered in class, mm-hmm. the streets do. You know, the gang life, the, the drug dealers, they take that approach. Right. They're going to walk alongside the kid that just that's just coming into the game. They're going to walk aside them and be like, okay, let me introduce you to this. This is what's really going on. These are the ins and outs of it. Whereas when somebody first comes to Christ, it's like sometimes yeah. the church judges them. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. still like they're going yeah. to the club? It's like, but they don't know no better, you know? <laughs> like, they had an encounter, but they don't understand what to do with that encounter. And that's that's that goes back to what we talked about. You get a word, and can, it can be stolen. And it can be stolen right from mm-hmm. you. And th- that's where, you know, we talk about this church hurt. It's stolen from people who are supposed to be sanctified and spiritual, you know? Yeah. And, and that's that's... That's the most unfortunate thing, you know, is is that a lot of people are hurt by the church, by people of the church and who've been going to church since they were children, you know, and they don't recognize what they're doing. They A lot of times they're pushing people away instead of you're supposed to have open arms and love everyone. Enjoying the show? We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply share the show with a friend, that will give them a new way to experience Jesus and help us out too. Now back to the show. What you're saying is 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 so powerful because I made a note here. There were a couple, so there are a couple of things that kind of repeated for me. So this was another example, the the mm-hmm. confirmation of the Holy Spirit because at the end here and of this parable, 
uh, and 30 said, let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And so this was a, a, a solid confirmation of the Holy Spirit for me because we've been, you, you know, I've been, you and I have been talking about this, right? It's not our job to transform someone's heart. And, yeah. and really here, this also shows that God is the judge, right? At, at the end, we're going to, so yes. no matter what, I, let me see, I wrote this down. It's like, it's not the church's job. Here it is. It's not the church's job to transform the world. It, no, God's word is going to be fulfilled. So we're going to grow up. We're going to continue to grow up with the tares until Jesus comes back, until, mm -hmm. until judgment day. So it, it's not to say, well, we don't have a chance. The church shouldn't do any good thing. It's not to say that. It's just to kind of put everything in perspective. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you can, uh, we can, we can yeah. strain yeah. ourselves, stress ourselves out, and we gotta face the world. And God is like, exactly. I'm the one that's going. I'm going to separate you from the, the, those evil ones. And so yeah. we're we're still until that time. I mean, this is the Holy Spirit is going to change the people it needs to change, right? But we're supposed to be diligent. We need to mm -hmm. be the sowers. The church just needs to be sourced, continue to plant yeah. seeds. And almost it's almost like we shouldn't even care. I, I hate to say it because I'm, I'm just I'm gonna, at a loss for words right now. But we really shouldn't care if they continue to go on and become spiritually mature. Like it's almost like we just need to continue to, to spread seeds. Even if you look at that, that's that's a cycle of spiritual growth, like we need to assess where they are. And give them what they need. Give them what they need. And then the Holy Spirit is the one exactly. that's responsible exactly. for the spiritual growth. Exactly. Like, you don't have to make a... only thing you do with a baby is feed the baby. The baby's going to grow on its own. And that's the same thing in the spiritual essence. It's like, if the food is there, make the food available. And, 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 and at the same time, you know, still extend, you know, the 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 intimacy right. as far as relationship go, but the Holy Spirit is the is the quote unquote mm -hmm. hormone in the spiritual sense exactly. to get the get the exactly. person to grow. Exactly. And, and and I just thought in reading that, like it it the Holy Spirit, just like we say, it kind of takes us off the hook a bit because we don't have to, we don't need to like like I, I just thought about it in the sense of the non for profit that I do, you know, I support. Like we're trying to change the school to prison pipeline. That is it. That is everybody knows about it, right? They know that if you're not doing well mm -hmm. in the third to fourth grade, there is a high likelihood that you're going to end up in prison. And so it's, it gets very frustrating at times when you don't see people respond in the same way. I do like when I, when I don't, when people, when I talk to people about it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, yeah, we know about this. It. It's, you know, it's a problem. Or, or you see all of these um, racial killings by, by police. Right. And, and other people, right. Like that's, I, mm -hmm. I get the sense when, when I, when I read this, read this, the scripture, 
that's going to continue to happen. It's going to continue to happen. And, and but, but like, we shouldn't get all stressed out. We shouldn't get crazy or try to take matters in our own hands. We can still serve. We can still try to do things, but we got to know that God is going to stop yeah. that. Yeah. I think he goes back to uh, mm-hmm. being intimate with the Lord and recognizing when he says to do something, yes. whatever our assignment is, yes. That's going to play the role. So we can't blow our, our we can't blow our personal assignments that yeah. God gives right. us in our life. Or, or get so emotional, get so emotional, and, I, and jump out of the assignment yeah. that God has for you. Because everybody has an assignment, and we may feel yeah. a certain type of way about these things that are happening in our society, but that may not be our assignment. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like some people God give the platform mm-hmm. to address mm-hmm. that assignment. Whereas with the other person may not have that platform, may have the emotions um, riled up in them to want to address right. it, well, but the platform right. isn't there. God may have them on a whole different other time, you know? And I think we just have to yield, that yielding back to the Holy Spirit and allowing him to take control. And then everything, what I love, it was a song by, um, by, by Brian Courtney Wilson. And he comes out and he says in a song mm-hmm. that, that nothing surprises God. And I love that because it's like we look at it from our perspective. That's what I also got last night, too. <laughs> there was another part. So it was like God is speaking. When he's speaking in these parables, and really the, un- the, the main way to really understand each one of them, I felt like, yeah. is that you have to be in the spirit. Because God is the spirit being, so therefore he's speaking spiritually. Mm-hmm about a matter. So we may like in this parable, like with the, with the mm-hmm. tears, he's also talking prophetically That's right. about what's to, what's to come. Where when you That's and right. I speak, right. we're speaking in time. Mm-hmm. Our words have a cutoff time to them. Whereas with the, in the mm-hmm. spiritual realm, there is no cutoff time. So in, really, in order to really un- understand what the Lord is saying, we got to have some alone time yeah. with him to really get in. To really get in and let it let it sink because and then at the same time we can't look at what God is saying and saying and look at God and like yeah. well you said this was gonna happen and it hasn't happened yet. But mm-hmm. God is speaking from the spiritual perspective. So he's looking at things way down the line that we haven't even exactly. bothered to even put into an account. And so when he's saying certain things and we're like, well I'm not getting the result that I'm supposed to be getting or these people aren't responding the way I want them to respond. They're not taking God serious. And the Lord exactly. is like, I already know when you're going to take me serious. Mm-hmm. I just need you to plant that seed That's right. and then go to the next assignment. While you're going to the next assignment, mm-hmm. I'm still working on them. You may be done with your assignment with them, with that encounter I had mm-hmm. for you with them in their life at that That's time, right. but I'm right. not done right. working with them still. Yeah. And it really does yeah. take the burden off. You're like, what the hands mm-hmm. say again? They're on their way to hell. So God is like, mm-hmm. you don't know that. <laughs> it's, it's so true because we we think about, I think about some people in ministry, you know, heads of ministries, directors of ministries, and you know they they, they get kind of caught up, and and honestly, mm-hmm. you know, it's not their role, like it's not their role to be judging people. It's not their role to be, you know, trying to transform the world. We we have to live out our assignment. 
and, and no, and 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 God never yeah. says that assignment I'm, is going to be fulfilled within our lifetime. Going, yeah, it can go on to the next generation, exactly. like how we how I did with Paul. I mean, we look at what Paul did, they flipped the world upside yeah. down just by being obedient to the assignment that God gave them at that season. Paul went from one city to another city and just whatever God told him to do, I think it was I forgot what chapter it was in Acts, and the Lord told him yeah. in a dream, stay in the city. Yeah. Stay in the city, yeah. I got you. And he stayed there. Even though it was like different things going, he stayed there. And it just flipped everything on his head. So now we have mm-hmm. universal church still to this day. And all it took right. was just his obedience. Just for that one assignment. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. one assignment at a time. That's so good, man. That's so good. And that, that's what I mean. It's so important to under to understand these concepts that you know we don't have to be out. Like I don't think. It, oh man, this is good. So you remember how we read about Paul? Trying to his assignment was to go to talk to speak to the Gentiles, but when he get into these cities, he will run into the yes. Jews, right? And we read about how the Jews mm-hmm. like man. Wasn't really feeling him, so he was like, "You know what? I'm just shaking my garment off," and that was a total, total obedience yeah. to the Holy Spirit because he could have been as as zealous as Paul was. He could have been like, "What is wrong with you?" He could have been arguing with him. With him. He could have been mm-hmm. like, you, "You, you, you killed Jesus," you know. Like he could have got into it with him, but the even going back to what Jesus said, like when you get to somebody who doesn't feel you, shake your Rush the wash, wipe the dirt off your feet. Keep moving. Wipe the dust off your feet. But it's and, about and keep going. Yeah. And giving and giving God His place. Yeah. Because when we start to judge, when we start to feel like we need to transform people, that that we get into pride. We 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 don't even. Yes. Yeah. Putting ourselves in God's perspective, then we're we're trying to make yeah. ourselves like and, we're on and, God's and level, on, like. The, the, the responsibility and the obligation and feel compelled to do things that we're not even equipped to do. Like, we can't transform mm-hmm. nobody's heart. That's the Holy yeah. Spirit's job. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it, I mean, I'm so glad you said this because it's about obedience. It's about being strictly obedient. Not blurring those lines, not stepping over into Holy Spirit's role, not stepping into God's role to be judging people and stuff like that. We're just tools. Yeah. And I hate to say it so blunt, but that's all we are. That's what it is. That's really what we are. We, 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 well, you look at the grand, when I, when I turn around, I look at the grand scheme of things. Anytime, for the most part, anytime I ever flew, mm-hmm. I like sitting by the window. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The reason why I like sitting by the window is because I love to see how everything looks, yeah. and it reminds me that I'm created, and how small I am. When I look down, I I, I can see that there's a city down there, but I yeah. can't make out anything. I can't make out the cars or anything like that. But I know the city that's, that I'm flying yeah. over has like well over a million people, and I'm like, here I am in a plane. These people down there don't mm-hmm. probably, probably don't even see this plane. But here it is. Yes. No God knows by name. By name. <laughs> and the grand scheme of things, that reminds me when I see how small I am, right. I'm nothing. 
I'm nothing. Even 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 let's say if I if I had like a, a notoriety like mm-hmm. well known like Michael Jackson. That's right. Okay, that's just right. for a generation. Maybe <laughs> or two. maybe two, yeah. You know, after that, yeah, yeah you know, it, after that, nothing. What matters is am I yes. gonna allow God to use yes. me the way he wants to use me? Because we, what comes to mind a lot of times that what comes to my mind is not a parable. It's um, it's in, it's in the New Testament, but Paul was saying basically everything's going to get judged in the fire. And whatever is not basically not for the kingdom yeah. is going to get burned up. It's going to get burned up. And that brings me back to the, like the parables with in verse 44 and 45. Having the proper perspective of what we're yes. on, how we're walking with God, mm-hmm. and how to look at the reward. The reward is the, the reward. The real reward is being in the Lord's presence. Yes. Everything else is the byproduct, yes. the blessings yes. that come along. Yes. And how I look at them, like what's like for example, I share this with my wife a lot. I'm like, you know, a lot of kids, and even I was one of them like that that wanted to use my talent as far as like any music or something like that to mm-hmm. to to blow up in right mm-hmm. back when i was like a kid teenager but i thank god that he did not yeah. allow any of that to prosper and the reason why is because okay when it's time when it's time to go on the glory if all i did was rap about street life and other foolishness Mm-mm. that ain't coming with me into the kingdom that's that's getting burned up. It's worth nothing. The world may have given me lots of riches for it, but in the end, there's nothing. And I like how the man put it. How, how he said he he found something in a field, and he pretty much went and hit it and bought everything. He, I mean, sold everything. He had to go buy that thing. And it's like just a matter of perspective. What are we willing to sacrifice to get closer to God? That's, that's good. What are we willing to? to to, to get closer to God, what are we willing to like put to the side and be like, you know what, this ain't even worth it. The world, mm-hmm. to the world, yes, it does have value. But for the kingdom, there is no value in the yeah. kingdom with yeah. it, so I can let Man, it go. that's good. That is so powerful. I, um, because that, that's how I read this as well, right? What, like, what are we willing to give in order to get God, right? What do we give up? But so I, so mm-hmm. I also, um, I, I told you before I've been kind of trying to stay away from the commentaries, but this one actually, I was drawn to it. I was like, well, what, what, what is, what is God really trying to say here? Yeah. And so it gave me, it's, it's interesting because it gave me a different perspective. The, 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 the commentary said mm-hmm. both forty-five, uh, the parable of the hidden treasure, which is forty-five, and then the parable of the great, actually the parable of the pearl of great price. And the parable of the dragnet; these are all um, yeah. illustrations of what Jesus did for us. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I never paid attention. Yeah, I never it, looked, it was, at, it's looked a at it from that perspective. perspective. And, I, and I thought it was interesting because mm. if, you, if you think about what Jesus' ministry is, Jesus' ministry is a ministry of grace and of sacrifice. Yeah. And that's what these three are about, right? The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field. Jesus is the man who found and hid it, which is us. 
And for joy over it, he goes and mm. sells all that he has to buy the field. And his the the price, he gives everything. He gives everything to buy us, to give us. That's the ransom that he paid for us. Wow. That that um, that is awesome. One, uh, when he uh Kingdom of Heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. He's seeking beautiful pearls. Jesus mm-hmm. went and found one pearl of great price. That's us. Went and sold all that he had and bought it. Mm. And that to me, that was it, the, these are profound. And, and so every now and then you get something great from the, the, the commentary. And that th- this was one where I'm like, whoa. Yeah. This just hammers it home. It hammers it home. And and Definitely. Heaven, like yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling it right now because you started this out. You started this out <laughs> talking about the fact that Jesus came at them at a different angle. And and that's what he's doing mm. again. Like he switched it up again. Mm. I'm gonna be pondering about this. I never I never saw it from that angle. Never saw it from that angle. That's what, sometimes like I I like well, like if I feel like I want, if I feel like sometimes I'm reading scripture and I'm like, man, I feel like there's something else here. I'm just not getting it. So then I try and look in the commentaries and then sometimes I'm like, okay, nah, I don't think that's what God is trying to say to me right now with the commentary is saying, right? But then sometimes I open it up, I get into the commentary, I'm like, whoa, I feel like God is speaking to me through this. Like I'm getting a better understanding. And that's what I'm seeing now. What you're saying about these um the, the three parables or in verse yeah. 44, 45, and 47. That's because mm. it's really is it, I love how scripture mm-hmm. you see more and more of God, his character. I love him mm-hmm. he is. Because it's true, he, he really did. It, right. He, right. He bought yeah. us at a high price. I mean he's he... and just understanding that. That's changes right. the fact how I view right. myself. And it's it's important. Like, and then take just take a step back and look at this, right? He's he's talking about mm. the wheat and the tares, right? The 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 fact that we're gonna grow up with you know sons of the devil basically, like in all this evil stuff. But then he goes back to him. This is probably one of the only times he t- he's kind of referring to himself. I mean, he does talk about the son of man, but this is in a parable. Because you remember the situation that he's in, right? Yeah. He's, he's he already laid just he drew the battle lines in the last chapter. And now he's kind of I don't want to say softening it up, but he's given these 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 parables, which again, if you if you want to gain truth, you go you you can get it. It's in there. But if you're 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 unsure or you you're rejecting him, okay, that's fine. You're right. But, but when he when he talks about the fact that you know you're gonna you're gonna he talks about the harvest actually at the end of um in 43 right the wheat and the, uh, the when he explains the tares but then when he talks about him being the man who sold everything in order to buy the field man who sold everything to buy this this pearl of great price. And then also at the end here where he talks about um, the dragnet, right? And and that's that's when he separates the good from the bad. 
You're breaking wow. He's breaking that's down. It. He pretty much just break down his whole that's, ministry. That's the, when I when I read it and then I stepped back and looked, I was like, man, he just told him everything. He laid it all out to him, but it yeah. within parables. So the 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 point and purpose of the parable, that little piece in there, that helps you understand why he did it, this this whole chapter, why he's explained it that way. Because he don't want to alienate mm. nobody, mm. but the ones who really want more, it's there for them. It's there right there for them. They're going to dig in. Because think about it. He could have he could have kept on with the same tone that he had in 12. Very, like, very convicting, very, very right. Yeah, definitely exactly. projected. They exactly. definitely projected it. I mean, they, they, they rejected the miracle of the hand, the man with, with the hand being healed right in front of them. Like, it, it, this, this is one of these chapters. I mean, as I read it, I was like, man, Jesus is the greatest leader ever. Right? Ever. And, and, and ever. Like, he's he's smart. <laughs> like, he can hit you on the intellectual level, hit you at the heart level. He, he hits you with so many different levels. And I'm like, man. He recognized, like, I was talking to somebody um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, about, like, going through all of this, what do business leaders need to do? And they said they need to show empathy. And this is a perfect example of it. He recognizes what the audience is feeling right now. Yes. He just just beat him up Mm -hmm. in the last chapter. He just really beat him up. Yeah. Now he's coming back with a little softer, more, you know, little, uh, it's a different tone. And he's telling them, basically telling them stories. Mm. And it's and it's just a it's just remarkable. I mean, just him as a person. And then, you know, we understand him from a spiritual standpoint, what he's actually doing, that makes it even more powerful. Man, I'm I'm still I'm I'm stuck on it. I mean, he really broke down literally just the whole, his whole his whole ministry before it even happened. Before, like he laid out everything. I'm that man that's gonna pay the price. You're worth so much to me. Mm. I'm the one that's gonna be paying. I'm, I'm gonna buy you at the highest price I can pay. Even mm. if you feel like you're not even worth anything. It's wonderful, man. Mm-mm. That's why I, I love, I love the Lord. No other, there, there is no other religion that even 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 talks about God wanting to pay or even looking at any human being yes. Yes. as being valuable, worth yes. something. What the Lord is saying, I, I made you, I made you, and it cost me. To have a relationship with you, and I was willing to go to the ends of it to get you. That's profound, especially how he just takes the time to be in tune with the crowd. He's like, I'm gonna pull back, I'm gonna get into this boat, I'm gonna pull back, and I'm gonna teach from here. But how I'm gonna teach when I pull back. I'm going to conceal what needs to be concealed for those right, right. that can't grab it yet. And I'll reveal it to those that need for, for those that can 
handle it, it'll be revealed to them through the parable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so wonderful as, as we talk about it, the fact that like Jesus, he didn't he didn't alienate anyone in the in the in the use of these parables. He didn't he didn't he didn't push anybody away. He he didn't convict anybody, I should say. Like he did, like it's just a total contrast from chapter mm-hmm. twelve. You know what I mean? And 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 just the fact that he's um like I didn't even I didn't think about it from the perspective of him laying out his whole ministry. It wasn't until just now. I mean, I I'm, I stepped back and it's like, yeah, he's he's laying out some things for him for him, but he literally laid out his entire ministry. This is what I'm this is what I'm gonna be about. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so I like how you put it. He's the perfect example of a leader because a leader is supposed right. to have a vision and be right. able to carry it out. And Jesus never folded from his vision. No matter what occurred, he stayed steadfast in what the mission was. Mm-hmm. The mission statement, he stayed on it. He would not allow anything to tear him, whether it be the Pharisees, whether it be some people doubting him, or even when it gets down like how it was in, um, in, in verses 53, yeah. 58, when he goes back home and they're rejecting him because they're like, hey, man, you know, you don't come from a family that's well-educated like that. Mm-hmm. So how you know all this stuff? Like, almost like, hey, you, you, you the fraud. You, you're a fraud. But Jesus is like, oh, you don't want it? Okay. I'm gone. <laughs> Next and, time. And, and so that's what is so important that the point that you brought up about just being obedient to the Holy Spirit, because that's all Jesus was doing. Right? And so as, yes. as, a, as a leader, uh, whether in the church or in, in secular environments, we have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit because that Holy Spirit is only, like, I don't I mean, that's Jesus. He's, he's fully man and fully God. But he, but your point is well taken. Like, he totally understood where his audience was. Both spiritually and mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say he couldn't do it without the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit definitely helped. <laughs> you're hearing we'd love to hear how walking with jesus is helping you keep listening to hear how you can leave us a message that we may use on the show also don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode now back to the show Like if Jesus, if Jesus oh, yielded to the Holy Spirit, it gives yes. a, a great example for us to yield yes, to the Holy Spirit. We're, yes. we're not on that level. <laughs> so good, Evan. We, we we have to be. We have to. If we don't take nothing away from this, it, it's the idea that we have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. 
be in tune with it and 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 be sensitive to yeah. it. Be aware that hey, you know, that you may think you're going down the right way, but all right, let me just make sure, right? Let, let's let me let me listen for the Holy Spirit, and it's yeah. the Holy Spirit telling me this is what I should be doing. And I think that brings it back to being yes one with God and oneness with the Lord. That obedience, obedience, being obedient to what God is saying brings you. You become one with Him. You can actually. It looks like you're pretty much an outside looking in. You're on one accord because of that that obedience. There, God said, "Go left." You go left, and then right. where's God at? Right there to the left. <laughs> So it's like when outside looking in, like I only it's kind of like how they how it was with um and Daniel. That's what pops up in my mind right now. When they went um Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the uh the furnace. <laughs> and like somebody else is in there with them. <laughs> right, right. And it's like they just stayed obedient. They stayed stayed obedient. I mean, and that's the thing. On, on in the movies. And in our society, it's like to buck authority is seen to be That's what you want um, okay. They, they want you to do that. It's like yeah. give your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Give your opinion on what on what you think ought to happen. But the Holy Spirit, there is no room. Holy Spirit, I remember hearing this before. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit only speaks to be obeyed. Exactly. He doesn't he doesn't yeah. speak to us to get it's our opinion on the matter. It's not speak, debate. Speak to us That's too funny to obey. Because there, there yeah. is um there's this thing I watch uh, on ESPN Plus called uh, Detail. It's a thing that Kobe Bryant st- uh, created, right, where he kind of breaks down sports film. And they have other athletes that yeah. do it. But at the beginning of it, it's so funny. At the beginning of it, there's a warning. And it says, this is not for entertainment and it's not up for, de- for debate. And I, and I feel like that's what the Holy Spirit mm. is. Amen to that. I like that. Understand. Remember, we talked about months ago. I was like, man, I need to just better understand what the role of the Holy Spirit and how to connect, you know, and that helps me put it in perspective. Right, it's not for entertainment. It's not for debate. It's it's, yeah, that's it's, it's yeah. to be repeated and obeyed. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Which is simple. It. <laughs> simple rules to follow. There, it's good, man. Yeah, man. I mean, we come up on time now. Yeah. All right, brother. You want to close this up? Mm. Yeah. You're listening to the Walking with Jesus podcast, the show that brings you a new way to experience Jesus with your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Now back to the show and the closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you. Thank you for being an awesome God, for being miraculous, dear Lord. Thank you for not changing, dear God. And it's not hard for you to be you. <laughs> and let's just look at how awesome you are, how magnificent you are, and how your your wisdom, how you coordinate through the crowd. It's just it's just amazing how you did how you did that through scripture. And we, we, we thank you for teaching us. Thank you for proving yourself, proving your word. Your word truly does not come back into you void. For as we were stating earlier, that 
you said that to to one that is given, more will be given unto them. And here it is, we got more. I would have never ever got that from the parables. But you open up, you open, you put a you put a you put a seed in Malcolm to want to explore the commentaries on it, and it gave us even more clarity of your word. And we just thank you for that, dear Lord. But we pray that your Holy Spirit may continue to guide us, order our steps so that we can do the things you want us to accomplish. Let us not be easily persuaded to go to the left or to the right unless you say so. And we're praying, Lord, our Heavenly Father, you may continue to move through and around the listeners of the podcast, whatever they may be going through, whatever struggles they may be going through, dear Lord, we're asking that you meet them right where they're at. Let them know that you are a God that does not forsake, that you are a God that protects and that you are a God that provides, and that you are a purposeful God. There's a purpose for everything, dear God, that you allow things to happen in the season that it's supposed to happen in. Whether we may think it's bad or good, yes. you are working all things out for our good. And we're praying, Lord, that, that the listeners, as well as us, that we have a thorough understanding of that, dear God. And we'd like to ask you to please move them around our nation. Please, Lord, we're asking for a revival in our nation for people to come into an abiding relationship with you, uh, a repentant, abiding relationship with you. For those that do not know you, dear God, we're asking that they see you and that they see that the Bible is just not words. It's spirit. It's you, dear God. We pray that you come alive to the listeners and you continue to come alive to us. We want to give you the honor, give you the praise. And we'd like to thank you. Thank you again, dear God, for Brother Malcolm for his discipline, his obedience, dear Lord, with getting in your word and, and wanting to get get to know you more. And I thank you, Lord, for having him rub off on me, dear God. Just thank you for that. Just awesome, awesome gift to have a person like Malcolm in my life. And I thank you for that. And just give you the honor and give you the praise. I pray, dear Lord, that you may give unto Malcolm more abundance. Grant him favor, dear Lord, amongst men and for him to grow in favor with you. Continue to protect his family, dear Lord. Amen. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Oh, this is so good. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna yeah, be stuck on this one. Was, uh, <laughs> not last. I think the one before where we were talking about spiritual warfare. It must have been like ten. I think it was chapter ten. Yeah. Or was it, what are we on thirteen? So it must have been eleven. Like, man, I was I was kept reading and I was like, man, just yeah. really stuck on it because I mean I think it just equips you. It just equips you and gets you prepared. I don't know what I need to be prepared mm-hmm. for, but I'm gonna be prepared for it. You know? <laughs> so it's that that's what happens. <laughs> that as we bring up new points and bring and the Holy Spirit brings things to us, the listeners can actually feel that same way and be exposed the same way. So Awesome, man. Well, you you enjoy yeah. the rest of your Saturday, man. It's a beautiful day, man. Hopefully, you get out and get some fresh air, man. And we'll we'll chop it up again on Monday. All yeah, right, that's good. Thanks for joining us this week on Walking with Jesus. If you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is as good a time as any. I invite you right now to go to Jesus Christ and let him know that you believe he died for you and he rose for you with all power.
and that you want him alone to be Lord of your life for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of eternal life. If you do that, you'll be saved right now. Get in your word, and while you converse and reason about biblical things, Jesus will walk with you. If you like what you heard and want to comment, you can leave a message for us at anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. We'll pick one to read during an upcoming show. So record your message and send it send it in now to join in the conversation. Again, that link is anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. You can also subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS feed so you'll never miss a show. Give us a rating and share us with your friends. God bless you. And until next time, keep walking with Jesus.